Don Luca, smoke you like my hookah Pump fake right, then I step back in illusion That's a boss move maneuver, billionaire entrepreneur Mark Cuban on the viewer, put you rookies on a skewer I stay shitting on you boys like I came up from the sewer Used to have a lot of dollars, now I got a lot fewer What you saying to me? I hope you save it for me I'm about to kill the game, and I put it in my testimony Hi, welcome to the Mainstream Maps Podcast. This is your host, Will. I'm joined here by my co-host, Jaren. What is up, guys? Today, we are going to be getting into the Dallas Mavericks 98-96 to win in their first preseason game against the Oklahoma City Thunder in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Jaden Hardy was the leading scorer with the Mavericks, uh, for the Mavericks, rather, uh, with 21 points, one assist, and one rebound, including a clutch corner three to seal the deal for the Mavericks. Um, Jaren, do you have any thoughts before... Uh, we go ahead and go to the ad break here. Uh, just uh, game in general. Uh, I guess, you know, really the whole game looked like a preseason game. A yes. lot of turnovers, but it, honestly, the fourth quarter panned out. Fourth quarter is fun to watch. Yes. Um, obviously, Mavs fans on Twitter are raising hell about um, certain players, of course. We'll be getting into Tyler Dorsey, Christian Wood, answering, well, I guess the questions and concerns of all the Mavs fans on Twitter today, giving our thoughts and dishing it, um, our thoughts out on all that sort of stuff. But before we do that, here's an ad from our sponsor, Anchor. All right, Jaren, so getting into this game versus the Thunder here for the Mavericks' first preseason game. Um, that was yesterday, of course, where the Mavericks won 98-96. to Let's just go through it. Before we get into specific players and stuff, let's talk about the game sequentially. Um, just, you know, what did you notice throughout the game from the first to the uh, – fourth quarter and what were your just main takeaways from the game if any um like really it was a tale of two halves like I know that kind of sounds uh like any other game but I don't know like the first half was just it was just preseason basketball like it looked like a team that never played uh, a game this season and that's clearly what, what the case was uh the second half looked a little bit better it seemed like the team was kind of in stride it seemed like guys were kind of clicking uh, and especially these bench guys that, you know, don't really or aren't really given the most opportunities. You know, they they kind of really a few of them really panned out. And uh, honestly, it had some pretty nice moments in the game. But uh, like, honestly, I really didn't see much like from a team perspective. Like there really wasn't much to look for. Luca uh, and most of the starters really didn't play. Or, I don't know about starters, but a lot of the rotational guys didn't play. Uh, it, it was good to see. Jaden Hardy kind of pop off. Same with Christian Wood. Um, but, I mean, like, from a team perspective, like, I, I didn't really see anything. Yeah, it's hard to take away really anything from a team perspective or any o- overarching themes from a preseason game, of course. But just wanted to see if you had anything. So, do you have anything from the Thunder perspective? Um, I thought Josh Giddy played a really good game. Yeah, um, Josh Giddy played. A lot of their guys were missing. Uh, Poku looked good in the first half, though. Poku, yeah, he his shot was falling uh, what seemed like in the first half. Uh, who forget his name? He was just recently traded there. Um, they're mentioning him on the broadcast. Um, um, let's see. Um, would it be? I mean, obviously, we have the picks that you could get either Jalen Williams or no, like uh, honestly, David Nwaba. Yeah, Nwaba. Yeah, yeah, he looked honestly pretty good last night. Mm-hmm. No, he had that one really good block of McKinley, right? So I would definitely concur from uh, with you. And of course, the Thunder's um, first round picks, um, Ujman Jang and um, Jalen Williams looked really good as well. I thought um, just like in there, 
at least in the first half, but you yeah, can definitely yeah. start start to see the experience would catch up to them again in the second half. So let's just talk about some overarching themes from last night in terms of like what fans are thinking about some of the players um, on the Mavericks and how they performed last night. It seemed like a lot of people on Twitter took some big like general takeaways off the first preseason game, which, you know, I want to preface it is just a preseason game. So a lot can change. These guys have only had about a week of training camp together, but let's just go ahead and get into it. Um, I guess first off, we'll just kind of go down from the starting lineup at least. What did you think of Spencer Dinwiddie's game last night? You know, nine, nine points, only 16 minutes, um, went three for six from the field, uh, looked aggressive, and honestly kind of like looked as if he kind of was picking up where he left off in terms of like knowing his role, but he seems to like understand the, you know, his workload this year and um, the assertive play style that he's going to have to invoke upon this team because – you know, those games like we saw last year in the playoffs where he just, you know, keeps settling for threes and what have you. Like, he's going to have to attack given the ball handler situations. What do you think of his game last night? Yeah, one thing that kind of stuck out to me was the fact that he was honestly kind of controlling the floor. Like, I feel like in these possibly 10-plus games that Luca's out for this season, uh, I think that that is, that is kind of a taste of what we're going to get out of Spencer Dinwiddie in those games that he's healthy. Um I don't know. He just run the, ran the ball really well. Uh, the floor, like, I, I think from a, a floor general perspective, like, honestly, he played pretty good. Uh, like, I, I don't really think anything bad stuck out from that perspective. Uh, solid points. Didn't really have many opportunities to, like, shoot really anything bad or any, like, end of the shot clock kind of just throw up a shot scenarios. Like, he, he honestly ran the floor pretty well. Uh, you know, we saw many possessions last last year where he kind of uh, just dribbled a clock out and then got some stupid shot up, but it didn't really seem like that the case, that was the case this year. Um, again, I mean, it is preseason. Like he didn't have the best stat line in the world for a guy who's playing. Uh, I mean, honestly, like the Thunder roster really wasn't that bad last night. Um, but, you know, for, I guess like a Spencer Dinwiddie stat line, it really wasn't the best, uh, but I don't he think only played like really... 16 minutes though. I mean, it's not exactly. Like yeah. To... And he shot 50% from the field. Like, yeah. I, you know, I think guys were expecting him or like if anybody was expecting him to be kind of like this leading point score in this game, like that's not what they got, of course. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like just overall, like I think Spencer did what he, uh, like from a playmaking perspective, he looked pretty good. No, I'd 100% agree. So next up, obviously, um, who started last night for the Mavericks was Josh Green. He played just a hair under 23 minutes in this game, went four for five. He seemed like he was sticking with guys really good on defense. Didn't look quite as jumpy um, as we had seen, you know, times last season. Of course, this is preseason, so don't want to take anything crazy away from this. But, of course, he had he did have four turnovers. He had four assists. Um, he had two steals. Like I said, he looked really good as an on-ball defender last night and just the ability for him to pick off stuff in, uh, pick off stuff in the lane. And, he, I mean, he was picking up guys full court. That was very evident from early on in the game. Um and I mean, it even led to him getting a um, easy dunk off an inbounds pass at one point. So, what did you think of Josh Green's um, game? Uh, especially, you know, he only shot two threes, but both of them, like form wise, looked really good. And he drained one in the corner. So, um, is this a continuation of the Josh Green hype train from Fan Jam and training camp? Uh, I de I definitely think it cooled it off a little bit because we didn't see any of these amazing dunks. Well, okay, actually, he had a lob caught uh, that he caught from it was Spencer Dinwiddie, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, like he hit a lob and he threw that down. Um, but you know, I mean, like he didn't shoot everything he saw. Like just from a growth perspective, like Josh Green looked really good last night. Uh, I know he had like one old Josh Green esque type play where he just kind of caught the ball, pump faked, and then drove into the paint. And it, what we would see from him is he'd get kind of stuck in the air, wouldn't know what to do with it, and then it'd be a bad turnover. Um, but he he stayed calm in the paint and then had a nice dump off pass to I think it was Dwight Powell. Um, got an easy two. Uh, and like that's the new Josh Green. That's what we should expect. I think that'll we'll continue to see that um throughout the season. And the four turnovers parts, like I, I mean, I didn't really see anything that looked terrible. Like, of course there were bad turnovers, but like nothing that you can't correct. Like it was just kind of like bad passes or decision making, that kind of thing. Like you can work on that. So it, yeah, it didn't look like he was like indecisive or got stuck. Like oh exactly. You could like clearly see at times last year. So and I mean everybody as a team, um, you know, obviously there was a ton of turnovers from both sides of the ball tonight. 23 for the Mavericks, um, in terms of turnovers tonight, 21 for the Thunder. I mean it's typical preseason basketball. Um nobody has the playbook down to an absolute T. So guys are going to be a little more careless. You know, you got a lot more into the bench guys out there kind of chucking stuff up so things like that are going to happen no but i would definitely agree from the standpoint of um josh green's game um moving on to dwight powell you know he only played sparingly within the first half and a little bit at the uh beginning of the third quarter but a really efficient three for five from the field 13 points seven for seven from the free throw line um was getting he had three or he had two offensive rebounds in the first half it seemed like he had a lot more and um dwight um, he just played a really efficient um, game from top to bottom. And, you know, he started the game off, but he actually looked like, you know, really good. Um, obviously, you know, Dwight kind of got played out of the playoff rotation last year just because of the style that the Warriors and at times even the Suns played. But, you know, he is a good regular season center. And even if he's not going to clock a lot of uh, minutes for the Mavericks this year, it's good to know that his production is still there in um, a solid capacity. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one thing that kind of stuck out to me was – like the sense that he had off the board, uh, the guy grabbed a lot of rebounds and put up a lot of second chance t- type possessions. I don't know if that was because like the lack of rebounding on that Thunder roster or the lack of like true rebounders or anything like that. Um, but that that's one thing that kind of stuck out to me. It, it seemed like anytime he was on the floor, anytime he was down low, like there was always a second chance opportunity uh, whenever he was up in there grabbing a rebound. Um, just from an efficiency standpoint, like he looked really good. Uh, he knew when to shoot. And like, I mean, it's Dwight Powell. Like, I don't think we should expect anything terrible efficiency wise. Uh, like he played smart, he even got up a three and it didn't look half bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, like really like he looked pretty solid, uh, kind of just picked up, you know, like, like we said, like where he left off, like it didn't seem like his lack of playoff minutes kind of disgruntled him by any means. And like, I think kind of having an off season under his wing, you know, being able to, kind of digest some film maybe i think that really helped them in this game in this game and hopefully moving forward no i 100 agree um so next um i guess in terms of starters reggie and dorian only played a little under 17 minutes they kind of just seemed like they were out there they didn't have you know luca as a primary distributor you know reggie hit two threes dorian didn't clock any they didn't make any shots but it didn't really seem as if they were being relied on heavily or that this coaching staff need to see anything out of them. So do you really take any credence to their, um, I guess, very underwhelming games? 
Yeah, no, I mean, like, I wouldn't take much away from them. Uh, of course, you know, I would have liked to see more uh, more shots fall. It seemed like for Reggie, the three was still there, but, you know, Dorian, he only got up two three-pointers and four shots total. But, like, other than that, like, there's not much I can take away. No, 100%. Uh, like, I, I want to say Dorian, I can't really remember it. Like, because he really only played, like, the first quarter. Like, had, like, good, valuable minutes in the first quarter. But I want to say he brought up a f- ball maybe once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess that was, like, really the only thing that kind of stuck out to me. No, yeah, and to that point, Josh Green brought up the, uh, brought up the ball quite a yeah, few times. No. Yeah, like, um, I and interested to see, like, because he didn't do half bad. Like, yes, he had four turnovers, but honestly, they didn't look half bad. Like, playmaking-wise from top of the key. Yeah, no, he had that one drive on Josh Giddy that uh, Matt's Twitter was um, very glee, gleeful to see because um, he just blew past him. And, I mean, Josh Giddy's a fairly decent defender. Um, so that was really cool to see Australian Josh G on Josh G crime, you know. You <laughs> yeah, I, to... I actually wrote, wrote that down. So that's no, did funny. you actually? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I guess, so. you know, moving out of the starting lineup now, you know, those are the guys that started the game. All these guys really didn't clock more than 23 minutes, and that was Josh Green and clocked that much, and everybody else was in was under 20 minutes. Um, what did you take out of uh, Christian Wood's game tonight? You know, he guy who Mass fans were calling out on his defense. You know, he gave up an easy dunk to Kenrich Williams at one point, looked really kind of lackluster, especially defending off ball in that first half. But he did kind of make up for it with his offense in the third quarter where we saw him drain two threes, made like a mid-range jump shot had a couple of good post-up possessions, um, scored 12 of his 16 points in that third quarter. What did you take away from Christian Woods' game tonight? Yeah, you know, honestly, if we had enough time, I'd like to just kind of dissect it into two parts because, honestly, like an offense and defensive part, one one being good and one being not the best. Um, but just in total, like, honestly, really, really liked what I saw out of Christian Wood. I think some fans might differ. Um, but 16 points off the bench, what else can you ask for? Uh, defense was a little lackluster, of course, but honestly, like there wasn't anything I could see where like some of it was just kind of effort. Uh, I think, you know, get him out of preseason, put him in, put him in some valuable minute roles where, you know, we're playing good teams in the regular season. I think that that's going to change. Um, but yeah, I mean, like really on the defensive part, like it kind of tailed off, kind of flatlined a little bit, like it wasn't as bad. Uh, after that first half, I think in the third and fourth, it definitely leveled out a little bit. Um, but it was fun to see him go go to work on the offensive end. It seemed like any time that guy got like an open shot or you didn't put a hand in his face, he was going to he was going to jack it up. And nine times out of ten, it went in. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was fun because he I know he hit a corner three uh, on the Oklahoma City bench and just kind of like and I know it's a preseason game, but he kind of yeah, stared, stared back at them. That was, yeah, that, was cool. yeah, that was pretty funny. But mm-hmm. yeah, honestly, like I really liked what I saw at him. No, me too. I thought he had ever, you know, that was a solid productive preseason game from him. I'm not going to make too many, you know, preemptive decisions on his defense till I see in the regular season. But, you know, I can admit that he obviously did not have a really good defensive first half by any means. It was, um, it was pretty bad, especially he got, he got caught, caught ball watching quite a bit. Yeah, quite a so, bit. I didn't um, he had like one, I didn't get count on the stat sheet, but he had like one um, play. I can't remember exactly where, where I thought he got a block, but doesn't appear like it got accounted for. But, um, I mean, you know, besides that, it was just a pretty, you know, decent game from him um, offensively. Um, I guess kind of what we expected, you know, without his, you know, running mate Luca out there. That's a guy who I really think he needs to throw – who will help him, 
his game, you know, take leaps and bounds, as we said during the offseason. So I'm almost really more so intrigued to see him play with Luca come Friday if Luca is going to be playing in this game versus the Magic um, tomorrow, which we'll be previewing here at the end of the pod. But no, just from the standpoint of Christian Wood's game, um, there were definitely some positives offensively to take away from it and some negatives defensively. But, you know, it is just the first preseason game, and, you know, we should give him the benefit of the doubt since, I mean, he's only known the system for roughly – I mean, you know, who knows how long it goes back yeah, to yeah. since he's been here this summer. But, you know, he hasn't had a – he's only had a week to play with all these guys and, you know, kind of get everything down. So, let's just kind of see how he goes – um, how he does going forward, especially the full roster and everything. But I did like what I saw offensively from him, him in the first yeah, quarter. I uh, I guess to kind of piggyback off that, I didn't even realize that he, he pulled down 13 boards. No, oh, yeah, no, he had a really good rebounding game. I noticed that much. I mean, yeah. a lot of them were kind of like gimmies. Like they weren't exactly, yeah. but there are a couple of them. The other thing, he had a couple offensive rebounds. Like he had a couple that he actually like really worked for. And um, that <clears throat> that was really emblematic of like, I mean, you know, I know he averaged 10, uh, 10 boards a game for the uh, Rockets last year. But I mean, I think him and JaVale are actually going to help the rebounding problem a lot because uh, Luca was a Mavs leading rebounder last year with however eight many he ever had. And, um, you know, the Mavericks need some of the uh, bigs to alleviate that rebounding pressure. So you can get guys like Luca and some of these wings and guards out and transition faster. I think that was also part of the reason that the Mavericks played so slow last year is because a lot of the times, a lot of these times you'd have a lot of your backcourt guys having to try to compensate because, you know, KP wouldn't box out anybody, you know, when he was on the team. And then the Mavericks played really small towards the end of the season. So, you know, having some bigs that can actually rebound, it might increase the uh, pace for the Mavericks a little bit, but we'll just kind of have to see how that pans out. Um, But, yeah, um, besides that, do you have anything else on Christian Wood? No, honestly, no. Uh, I know that I want to say it was kind of a – it may have been a little bit of a fast break scenario, but he brought up the ball, particularly in one – He brought the ball a few times, but, I mean, to me he kind of looked – clunky-ish bringing it up but yeah I mean it's he, he didn't like cough it up a ton though he at least made sure he took care of it which was good yeah uh like I, I just think you know as the season goes on I think that that's going to be something that plays into the Mavericks favor the fact that we can have a big guy uh bring up the ball not necessarily be the best facilitator but just the fact that he can kind of create his own offense and him bringing up the ball I think that's going to kind of create a dynamicism where you're going to have multiple guys to look out for on the court at the same time, assuming Luca and him are playing together. No, a hundred percent. I'm really intrigued to see, you know, just how that chemistry goes going forward, you know, particularly in the pick and roll game. Cause I think that that's where we're going to see um, them thrive the most. Um, so obviously let's get to the, uh, the man of the game, the NBA 2k Jordan brand player of the game, whatever you want to call it. Jaden Hardy, eight for 16 from the field, 21 points, one assist, one rebound. Four for nine from three, including a clutch three with, I think, about a minute left to stretch the lead from 98 to 90, uh, from, uh, was it 95 to 93 to 98 to 93? Um, uh, 90, from the I think it was 98 to 91. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, regardless, though, um, he had a really good game, particularly in that fourth quarter where we saw a majority of his points scored. That's where he hit all four of his threes. Um, what did you take from Jaden Hardy's game? and how he was able um, to, I guess, just be able to be a, you know, really good spot-up shooter in this game for the Mavericks and just how confident he looked out there, particularly when he was playing with a lot of these two-way guys and end-of-the-bench guys and Exhibit 10 guys, um, just like how he was able to sort of lead that unit and um, 
you know, bring home the, the, the victory for the Mavericks. Yeah, I mean, to be a rookie on this roster, and, you know, you're, you're playing with guys, I guess, like, the bulk of his solid minutes were playing with guys that, like you had just mentioned, you know, two-way guys, uh, end-of-the-roster kind of guys. And for him to be a rookie and kind of, like, lead this unit and to, honestly, like, I think that's really the unit that kind of brought this team to a win. Um, speaks levels to what he can do. Uh, not just that, but it wasn't it wasn't necessarily the fact that, you know, he it was just him that kind of like turned the game around. Uh, it was the fact that like off the ball shooting, catch and shoot type threes, stuff like that. Like that's what the game factor was for him. And that's where he got majority of his point. Majority of his threes, I should say, uh, where these catch and shoot type threes where it was off a screen or just making cuts to a three point line and getting solid shots. Um, I know he had a few drives offensively uh, where I guess it kind of seems like anytime this guy drives half the time, it's kind of a bad decision where it's a one on three or the other half of the time, you know, it's, he puts up a nice, a nice shot at the rim and it should be an M one. He doesn't get the call usually. Um, but you know, he's, he's an acrobatic little guy at the lot or I don't, I shouldn't say oh, we say little, but he's like, yeah, he's six, like four. six, four. I didn't, Yeah. I, I gotta be honest. He doesn't look six, four. Um, I just got to put that out there, but you know, he's, he's acrobatic at the rim. And honestly, it's kind of fun to watch because he like, there's some crazy things that this guy can do. Um, but yeah. I mean, like I mentioned, like just from a leadership standpoint, like that really stuck out and how he got his points. Cause I think, you know, whenever him and Luca or whoever he's playing with on the court at the same time, like, I think that those are going to be the type of looks that he's going to get. And it didn't seem like he missed much from the type, those types of looks that he got. Well, yeah, I mean, to point out his shot, his spot up shots, like a lot of them were like really tough threes, in my opinion, like kind of like defenders, like within a couple feet of him or at least getting a decent hand up. So he made some tough threes in that fourth quarter. I wouldn't even say that they were like open looks. I think he'd get better uh, looks if he was to get minutes with, you know, guys in the actual rotation or he had a ball handler like Luca or Dinwiddie out there. I honestly think he'd get better, better looks. I mean, he played with Dinwiddie a little bit, but you know, a vast majority of this time that he was like really lighting it up was in that second uh, half in that fourth quarter um, where, you know, he was playing with the Mavs and the bench guys. Um, but nonetheless, you know, a really impressive game from him. I, you know, you'd love to see that those four threes, especially after a rough summer league and just how he took over in that game. Um, you know, that he, he did a four turnovers. He did have, you know, a lot of, you know, blatant um, sort of mishaps in terms of his decision-making. But besides that, um, you know, that was that's kind of expected. That's going to come with the process for him. Um, and he didn't, you know, seem like his playmaking was all there. He didn't bring the ball up a lot. But just for him to make uh, – to have that degree of shot making in a preseason game was was really fun to watch for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, for a young rookie, like I mentioned earlier, to kind of control the floor and be almost in a sense like the leader on this team for on that – for the, the unit that was on the floor, like it really impressed me. No, most definitely. I mean, no clue how uh, applicable this is going to be like going into the regular season for Jaden Hardy. You know, I'm not saying he's the third ball handle or anything like that, but it was really cool to see him have this sort of game and just see if he can crack the rotation whatsoever with this tenure um, on the Mavericks this year. That would be um, really helpful for this Mavericks team, you know, as we're looking for one of these guys at the end of the bench to kind of hit. All right, Jaron. So um, besides that, um, what other guys did you – um really stuck out to you in this game um you know just besides all the main guys we've covered of course yeah uh one two-way guy who i think or or i hope two-way 
uh, McKinley right at the fourth. Uh, he honestly had a really solid game of eight points, and I didn't even realize this, but he had 10, 10 assists. Zero turnovers, uh, too. Yeah, zero turnovers. Uh, so really just overall like a productive night. He and was honestly, the playmaker in these Jaden Hardy minutes. He was the guy finding him for these spot-up threes. Um, it seemed as if like all those Jaden Hardy three-pointers at the end of the fourth quarter were off McKinley Wright passes. And, I mean, he was kind of like honestly running the offense. I mean, he's not the tallest guy, but he has a good wingspan, 5'11", but, you know, like, He's a decent defender for his size, and he plays hard, plays with intensity, and he, uh, in that first quarter, he had, like, six points, really found some interesting ways to kind of get in the basket, had some good little floaters. Um, he kind of, like, just looked like a really steady ball handler out there that was able to uh, control the flow of the game, and I know all the Mavericks fans are pining for him to get that last two-way spot on Twitter already or that last roster spot. He's the third ball handler in this team. You know, let's see a little more from him first. Uh, see how he does it throughout these last two games. But I really liked what I saw from him in this game. I mean, he I was really surprised at the pace at which he was able to control himself with. And just how, like, he didn't look like he was rushing anything. Like, he played um, almost like a uh, – he was like a pseudo, like, J.J. Brea. I'm not, like, comparing him on any sort of level like that, of course, especially when J.J. was in his prime. But, I mean, that's the kind of play style that he inflicted in this preseason game against the Thunder. And it was honestly really impressive. Yeah, uh, without a doubt. Like, honestly, one thing that kind of just stuck out to me is, like, how mature he looked. Um, you know, I know he spent a few years out of the NBA, kind of in that G League-esque type play. Had a lot uh, of time with the Timberwolves this past year. Yeah, he like, he had a little bit of time with the Timberwolves, uh, clearly a full off offseason. Um, but it just kind of stuck out to me. Like, he, he really did look really mature. Uh, defensively, it didn't really look like he had any struggles on the defensive side of things. And then – Nothing really stuck out to me scoring-wise. Um, you know, you, you did mention earlier he got some baskets. It's a really neat way. Um, but just really the real thing that kind of stuck out to me was, you know, the way he's passing, the way he's facilitating the ball. It just looked like mature. Uh, it just looked like a good point guard out there. No, 100%. I really enjoyed seeing his game today. I'm intrigued to see how he plays in these last two preseason games. I definitely think he's the lead candidate in terms of who's going to get that last two-way spot. Um, so I was really impressed by his game and just the fact that he was able to control the uh, pace of the game so easily. And he kind of seems like the guy that can, you know, it's almost like a spark plug type guy. Like if the Mavericks really need something, um, he can come in and provide a jolt of offense if need be. And, you know, he's not terrible on defense for how, for given his dimensions, you know, a lot of guys at 5'11 would just settle, but he really competes on that end of the floor. He's a Pac-12 all, for, all defensive first team guy, I believe. So, um when he played at Colorado. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just really um, – I'm honestly kind of psyched to kind of see how he finishes out training camp and how he finishes out these last two preseason games. Um, just getting into everybody else, I guess, there's not really too much main takeaways from the rest of the guys on the roster. Um, obviously, Mavs, uh, Mavs fans were not pleased with Tyler Dorsey's game. 0 for 6 um, from the floor, 0 for 5 from 3, including two threes that got blocked. Um, what did you, you know, given that this was, you know, the lead two-way guy at the Mavericks signed this summer after an amazing Eurobasket tournament, might I add, what did you have to take from this? And are you in the camp of throwing Tyler Dorsey into the garbage like most Mavs fans, or do you still are you still holding out a little hope for him? Uh, let me just say this, like, get this, get this. What if it was just the first preseason game? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was just the first preseason game. I'm not, I'm not really tripping too much. Uh, was it a bad game for sure? Like it, it definitely really was. Um, but you know, I'm not really taking too much credence. Like I, I'm interested to see how he does on Friday or I guess tomorrow. 
Um, I think tomorrow will be kind of a big tell on maybe his future. Uh, but then again, I mean, it's the first two preseason games. Like, I'm really not looking for a 20-point performance to back off of 0 for 6. So, like, I didn't see much, of course, that stuck out. Um, a lot of bad to take away. But um, I, I do think that we'll see a, a, more of the team playing on Friday. So, I think that he'll have a better a better role and better. Yeah. I, guess. I mean, it could have just been, like, general jitters. Like, he hasn't played an NBA game at all in any capacity in, like, three or four years. And we saw he had a great Eurobasket playing with, you know, playing against NBA All-Stars. So it's not like yeah. the competition level is bad. I mean, he's playing with Giannis against all these different NBA All-Stars from, um, you know, respected countries, uh, Serbia, you know, with Jokic. So, you know, I don't want to jump the gun on it too quick, but, you know, he obviously didn't have that good of a game. There's no refuting that. Um, just in terms of uh, let's rattle off the rest of these guys real quick. Between three, Theo Pinson, Tyler Hall, Marcus Bingham Jr., Mamadou Guy, DJ Stewart, um, you know, all these guys I didn't take really too much from. Mamadou Guy had um, – he competed out there. You know, his length on defense is interesting, especially kind of given that, you know, he's playing that four or five position if that guy could ever develop a shot. But you can just tell he's extremely raw out there. He did have one really nice lob, though, from McKinley Wright. That was a really good setup in the pick and roll, and he kind of dished it backside and he slammed it down. That was a really cool play. Um, Theo Pinson, I think, tried to – he only had five points on two for six field goals. He made a three in the corner. Um, but, you know, his main thing is just being able to shoot consistently. He went one for four from three. Um, so, let's see if Theo, you know, can show a shooting spark in these preseason games. But barring that, you know, I kind of expect him to be in a somewhat similar position to where he was last year. And just his ability to play make, if, if Theo can rekindle some of that North Carolina Tar Heel, um, you know, creation ability and – playmaking ability that that can honestly earn us some minutes at some point this um at the beginning of the season because that's something this roster obviously doesn't have but you know we really didn't see that showcase too much even though he did bring out the ball a couple times i didn't really you know see anything that got me out of my seat or anything you know tyler hall um he, he kind of just had 14 minutes and 19 seconds of just, just being, being out there, there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um you know he shot four threes missed all of them um, had three rebounds and I think an assist, but I don't know. He kind of just looked like he was just a guy out there playing defense, ball moving and playing within the flow of the game. So, uh, you know, I, I hope for his sake that he can do something in the next couple games. We just see, I just want to see, I think as we go towards the end of these games, we'll see a little more from these uh, respected two-way guys. Um, but, you know, of course, Luca, Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi, Davis, JaVale did, all didn't play. And uh, as of the injury report at, I think, 1 o'clock, um, that came out, yeah, yeah like one or three o'clock came out today. Um, seems like JaVale's going to be playing tomorrow. It seems like only Davis is going to be out, and uh, the three guys that weren't with the team are going to be playing. So, seems like we got almost a full roster for tomorrow's game if uh, we're being preemptive and we're presuming. So, can, we'll kind of see how that goes, but I'm intrigued to, we're obviously intrigued for the Magic game. Um, DJ Stewart, same thing as uh, Tyler Hall, except he just had a rebound and like an assist. He didn't do anything else. So, no field goal attempts or anything. So, you know, really don't know what to make of those guys. Oh, obviously, and um, Marcus Bingham Jr. He played he, the least out of everybody, but he had like two really active defensive possessions, and then he hit a top of the key three off a um, kickout pass. So, I mean, uh, I kind of like what I'm seeing from him so far. I know a lot of Mass fans are pining for him on uh to you know be on that last two way spot if Tyler Dorsey gets demoted or um, gets released or whatever. But intrigued to see how he's going to play in the last couple preseason games you know 
uh, if anything, you get a spot on the legends just due to the sheer amount of centers that the Mavericks have on their team right now. Yeah. Uh, no. like, right, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, like, really, though, like, out of the names that you listed, like, the only two guys that kind of stuck out to me were Bingham and uh, Mogi. Like, they, I mean, they didn't have a bad game. Uh, and honestly, Mogi and Bingham just had a pretty productive night. So, yeah, I mean, they just didn't register a whole lot of uh, minutes to do really anything. So, they did, uh, both of them played pretty good, though, respectively. Um, but yeah, um, besides that, I don't really have anything else from this game. Um, it was just fun to see Mavericks basketball back. Wish we could have got to see a little bit of Luca, Tim, and Maxi, and JaVale, and Davis. But, you know, of course, they weren't with the team slash injured. But besides that, it was just a weird kind of up and down, you know, typical preseason game. We saw a lot of turnovers on both sides. But, you know, Jaden Hardy, you know, invoked that excitement at the end of the Mavericks game, hit four threes in that fourth quarter, got the pot stirring, you know, at least helps us, helps Matt. Mass Twitter, you know, soothe over the lack of Christian Wood defense and the tie the Tyler Dorsey uh getting blocked two times on threes. And you know, it helps helps ease that pain a little bit, I guess, from all the uh, you know, harsh first uh first preseason game overreactors out there. Which if that's you, you know, you guys can fan how you want. I'm not one to judge on that. I'm just saying that that's not me personally, but you know, we just give our opinions, but I take everybody's opinion. Um, you know, with the same level of respect, because that's what we do over here. We're, is- we're interactive. We're not argumentative. You know, we want to engage with you guys. We want to get to know you guys. We want to get, we guys want to, we want to know how you fan, just like um, we want you guys to know how we fan. And we, think unless, unless if, unless if you are on the board of uh, getting a top 10 overall pick in this year's draft. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I could definitely at that guy on Twitter. Um but I think he's got exposed enough and he's got ransacked <laughs> enough. I retweeted. I mean, literally everybody who has been on that guy on Twitter and, you know, I know his ad, of course, but we, we just for respect, you know, just for respect reasons for the, however many people listening to this podcast, um, you guys probably already know him anyways, if you're listening to this podcast. So um, yeah. Um, besides that, um, it was a fun game. Um, just, you know, I, obviously it's a, preseason game there's not a whole lot to take away from but it was really cool to see uh the Mavericks you know get this win versus the Thunder you know if I see Thunder squad um you know obviously a lot of these young players on the Thunder Thunder looked really good Trey Mann Jeremiah Robinson Earl uh Aaron Wiggins Ujman Jang all these guys you know and obviously Kenrich Williams and Josh Giddy are kind of the two staples there um Baisley had some good minutes I didn't even know he'd change his number to 55 that was interesting to me he was like I, seven I that because of two, yeah. Yeah, so, um, no, I mean, um, Thunder look, uh, they looked really good, um, just, just like in terms of their young players. Um, you know, they they played aggressive, they played hard, and they didn't even really have near their full roster out there. But, you know, I I hate for a lack of the lack of a better term. I mean, I know it's just preseason, but it seemed like when once they got but down to the end of the bench, guys, they to an extent were a, a little bit um, outmatched, but. They uh, it was still a pretty, I mean, pretty even game for the most part, given that yeah, um, a lot of the time, you know, you're not playing actual rotations. It's preseason, um, but you know, former Maverick, future All Stars, Trey Burke and Marquise Chris were not with the team after just getting recently traded for the Rockets, uh, from the Rockets. So a complete and utter travesty that we'd not get to see the Bros back. They would have had a, you know, heinous revenge game towards us, and we would have all been in shambles but besides that do you have any other takeaways from this game darren 
Uh, not from this takeaway. Uh, honestly, not from this takeaway. You mean not from this? Or game. Not not from this game. Not from this game. <laughs> um, I guess just kind of like looking into the future tomorrow night. Uh, I'm intrigued to see if uh Ben plays. I know he's operating off a of back to back. Orlando's playing the Spurs tonight. Uh, I think in San Antonio. Um, but yeah, you know, playing in San Antonio, like I'm interested to see if Bancaro plays versus Dallas. Uh, of course, I'd love to see him, but who knows? Um, I, I believe that game's at 7.30. Luka so. Doncic versus Mo Wagner revenge game after their scuffle last year. Scuffle last year and yeah, at the AAC and the first game, the first official game on the New York on the new court. Oh yeah, yeah, that actually is true. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, we'll get a good look at the uh, new court uh, and all the. Hopefully not the jumbotron broadcast this time. I believe no, this game is going to be broadcasted on Valley Sports Southwest, starting at seven or seven thirty. Let me. I think it's seven thirty. Yeah, I would assume it's seven thirty. Uh, right now, me... I'm excited to see. I mean, it's cool that they're back in action tomorrow because then after that, the Mavericks don't have a whole game for another week until the 14th. So. Yeah. And yeah, that broadcast will be at 7.30. So. No, yeah, and it'll be fun. I, it seems like JaVale, Christian Wood – I mean, not JaVale. It seems like JaVale, Luca, Maxi, and um, – who, who am I missing here? Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway Jr. are all going to play tomorrow, you know, barring Davis. Um, so I'm really excited to kind of see this game going forward. Um, also, the one guy that we failed to mention throughout the preseason game um, was Frank. Frank hit a three. He uh, didn't seem like his performance was well-received by too many Mavs fans on Twitter. Um, but, you know, for me, I, I just thought it was a typical Frank Nilekina game. Like, he didn't <laughs> he didn't really have much ball handling responsibilities, which I thought was interesting. I hope that we get to see a little bit more of a look at that as we, you know, divulge into these last two games of preseason because I think that's something we need to see if this is going to be a guy that's going to actually, like, clock minutes and run offense and things of that nature. But, yeah, Frank hit a three. Um, and played decent defense. Besides that, he really didn't do much and had a couple yeah. turnovers. So <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't really see anything out of Frank that was, yeah, eye popping. So, no, exactly. Uh, but without further ado, you know, we're going to go ahead and end the podcast. Thank you guys if you listen this far. Follow us on Twitter at mainstream underscore Mavs. Make sure to uh, subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening on. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening this far. And, With that being said, we will catch you guys after the Magic game tomorrow night, Friday night podcast. Let's get it, baby. Bye-bye.